I don't know. It's very, it's very complicated. Sounds very complicated. And I think, frankly, um, something that we should make happen. The pacemaker. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, hey, Shane's back. Hey, Shane. Private Bartell reporting for duty. Yes. Welcome back. Shane's been on extended sabbatical. Okay, wait. So we had we had a, we had a back going. You were uh, you took a cruise. You got off in uh, Africa and then just found yourself for a while, right? It's close to it. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. I thought, yeah. it, was, I thought it was yeah. India. Came back, did a, did a little tour. Either way. Uh, yeah. I thought there was some sitar in there somewhere. It's like... Oh, did you have like a Maharishi the moment? Animals that are like, oh, sitar, right? I thought you were talking about like the uh, not the combination, the mythological uh, like, was it like goat, goat, half man, man, half goat, not centaur. <laughs> no, no, that's horse. <laughs> that's half horse, half man. I don't know. I'm that, like, was I'm li- that was literally sitar. The only reason I know that is because it was literally the answer to uh, the correct response to a Jeopardy uh, uh, question or whatever. Like I guess you answer in the form of a question. Yeah, but anyway, they give you the but anyway, answer. I, and then I didn't actually know that until <laughs> like an hour ago. Well, I had a little health stuff. I, I needed to nip in the bud what actually came back to me again last week, the week I was supposed to be coming back, which is why I sound like this again. So, I mean, actually, yeah. honestly, you don't sound that bad. Like you sound like you. St- well, I sounded okay. completely normal, and this is like I'm not going to get into that. So, stuff. did you love it and set it free? And then it came back to you. Oh, because that means yes. that it's real. Yeah. 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 If you, <laughs> it's, it's like a philosophical shitty yeah, doctor. Yeah, we're getting all it, metaphysical. It, it, no, no, no. We, <laughs> we were talking about like like shitty tropes from 80s movies. That sounds like um, what the girl in like some like sort of like John Cusack attached movie that really likes him, but he likes somebody else will say something, you know, like if, if you really love her, just set her free. And, if, you know, if it's meant to be, she'll come back I'm, to you. That, yeah, that's like a teen movie trope, right? Well, yeah, if you really love this podcast, why don't we kick it off? All right. Well, I guess I'm going to start this because I'm back. I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Kevin. I'm Mark. Somebody likes it. So, uh, so here's something. Our, um, we, we occasionally talk about uh, friends of the show, and I received an email, I don't know, probably 10 days ago. Oh, Shane doesn't know about that. I yeah. know he doesn't, which is why, I was, that, why we had the cloak and dagger going on here at the very beginning. But friend of the show, Mike Stevens, uh, sent us a um, somebody likes it bingo card like a game that you could play at home if you're a regular listener to the show and it's kind of amazing and so i was gonna get mark to pull that up um, now we have not told shane that this this document exists it's kind of great it's kind of great and it, it proves that he actually listens to the thing. no you would have to like there would be literally no way to fake it to this degree um but uh but yeah mike thanks for thanks for thanks sort of um for sending it in I mean, like, I, I could get a little offended here and there. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So, essentially, it's a, they're five by five squares. And we'll, we'll, um, we'll post this to the uh, Somebody Likes It webpage as well. Yeah, so on if the you, Facebook page. Yeah, so, so if you want to. You can play along at home. Yeah, if you want to play along at home, 
you can hit us. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, it's 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 sort of um, ideal. It has include. We won't go through square by square, but suffice to say, it has it has little nuggets for each of us that I think are super spot on. Um, my favorite for Mark is uh, Mark inserts a sound effect, knowing the others will never hear it. <laughs> Sure. And it's and happened, right? I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I, yes, probably. I don't, right? have, yeah. I don't have any objections to people making money in the music business. I'm kind of the opposite of that. I don't so. know. You take it up with Stevens. Yeah, I can't yeah. all be spot on. Yeah. Lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. I also don't think that Kevin ever warns anybody that a dad joke is coming. I think that just happens. That's true. No, they just they just well, they're best when you just roll them out in the middle of the room right. and see how people react. That's how their dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. We should put that up. Find some way to put that up for people to read and. Out if only there were a way to like put something up to disseminate it for people. I mean, I guess I could. You could. You could print it out, and I could go make. Yeah, we'll Xerox copies and like. So yeah, send us a self-addressed sure. stamped <laughs> envelope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 just somebody so likes it. It took me so long to figure. PO out. box. <laughs> yeah. Austin, Texas. But Pueblo, Colorado. All right. So, sure. Anyway, um, uh, you guys want to do Celebrity dev- Death Watch real quick? We've we've had some. Very similar. All, all three, um, very, three musicians, very similar musicians. Yeah, the great uh, blues artist Barbara Bush. <laughs> God <laughs> not, bless her. Wow, well, no, no, no. <laughs> and then um, let's see, uh, Harry Anderson. Uh, he, you know, he was a musician though. He was, and yeah. you know, he lived in Austin for a little while. Oh, I did I not did know, not that. know that. that. That is totally true. He was somewhere in the south. Uh, well, he was in Asheville when he passed, but he yeah. he had, he had spent you know, I don't know if he's from or he had he was living in New Orleans when Katrina happened, and that's that's where he went. And that's how he. Ended I knew up in his Asheville. neighbor um, a couple of years ago. I was in Asheville, and he's like, "Hey, guess who my neighbor is? Harry Anderson. We all moved up here from New Orleans because we had no place to live anymore." Yeah, he was like what yesterday. Day before, yeah. Anyway, like yeah, we're yeah we're discussing what's the cause of death, and Kevin's like a uh, uh, card trick gone wrong. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, he actually too soon. I heard it. I heard it described. Heard his uh, career described by somebody, and I thought this is maybe pretty accurate. That his acting arc was like a fourteen-year grift around what he really wanted to do, which was magic. Like that's the stuff that he well, really no, got he a was kick a out of. Musician or musician, magician, and uh, like uh, he got onto Saturday Night Live. And then from that, got on to Cheers. He never auditioned for anything. No, yeah. He was like a, a street magician. It's it a was form of magic of, it though, yes, of its own. It Wasn't was he a harmonica player? That I don't know. I don't, oh, know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, and then who's the third? Oh, Lee Ermey? Yeah, uh, the... Uh, Private Dr- Pie, what's your major malfunction? Yeah, the drill sergeant good. from Full good. Metal Jacket. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, he was... I think nominated for an Oscar for that. Well, again, all three of those people sound incredibly similar in their musical stylings, and um, you know it comes. I would pay to watch that band. (laughs) Not anymore. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) I think you would not get your money's worth at this point. All right, so so let's talk about. So knowing that Shane was, um, we'll get to the item at hand here. So knowing that Shane was coming back this week, I thought that this would be a great time for us to. Shake up the format a little bit and do one of our mixtape shows, but maybe do one in a way that we hadn't done it before. And um, so Mark and I had been we were explaining to the to the other two moments ago, like 
Martin Shane was like, how how the, how did this happen? Which I think is a pretty fair question to ask. But beer, yeah, yeah. But Mark and I were out having a couple of cold ones and uh, and talking about just like some fun um, ideas for the show. And one of the things that I put together was, or that I suggested was like a was like we should do a show about songs with hand claps in them because they're not. I have a tendency to think of them in a very specific way, but they're not all applied equally and so um and then mark threw out cowbells so we're going to do a cowbells and hand clap show tonight every song will feature uh, one or the other either well either or i've got one of each and then one with both uh which i think it's pretty great yeah Yeah. okay Um, and it turns out there are a lot more of these than i thought there were because you know you do a lot more cowbell songs or a lot more both you do the you do the Google search and stuff comes up. <laughs> I knew there was a lot of hand clap stuff, but cowbell stuff seems to me there's for the most part a relatively brief period of time and it's you know, it starts with the number seven. You know, the and it's and well, the, actually, well, maybe the, we the can third break number that is seven in that, I, I think. Okay, well whatever. It's the seventies. I have some stuff that breaks. Starts out. with an S, yeah. whatever. Yeah. All right, well let's let's get the show on the road. So so the way that this is gonna work, each of us have brought uh, three songs, and we've cleared them through Mark to make sure that there aren't any repeats and not anything that we've done recently on another show. Shane, since you are uh, the the prodigal podcast guy, uh, why don't you why don't you get us started? I like and tell us a little bit about your first selection. I have like a like an idea in my head, like um of the music from like Kung Fu where Kane is wandering. Um, oh, let's do. I mean, to me, the ultimate fucking hand clap song, which is close to me by The Cure. Oh, sure. Um, I thought about that one. I'm glad you picked it. Somebody needed to. Um, so, yeah, let's listen to that. And we, we shall discuss. Okay. You know that song is is a such a good song, but I I do want to say one thing about it. It's I've heard it so many times in so many situations in my life. It's started to become a non-song to me. Oh, is it like the brown-eyed girl of the Cure songs? Or yeah, or I feel good. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see yeah. that. You know, I think for me it's a it, and I'm I'm with you. I've heard it a ton. Um, it's I, still it, great. It is still great. I do feel like. Like at least for me, it feels like it's a very non-cure cure song. Like clearly, like with Robert Smith on lead, it sounds like a cure song, but it doesn't. 
It doesn't necessarily feel like a lot of the less. It's like smaller than the rest of their catalog in it's, a way. Like yeah, I don't that 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 period of time. Like they were doing so many interesting. Like they were pretty diverse. In really, the 80s. Re- starting with that record, especially like you can go back Head on the door. Was that record? Yes, I know. I don't, I don't yes. know if we brought it up yet. Oh, Head on the Door was that record. Yeah, starting with Head on the Door, um, they really started to do like. I mean, there's it's got almost like like vaudeville. You right, know, jazz trumpet on it and stuff like that, and you you know, and then and then in "Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me," the subsequent album, there uh, there's a, some songs with horns on it and stuff. Disintegration and the yeah. early stuff. Well, almost, disintegration almost doesn't sounds ha- like punk pop, but like UK punk pop, right? Like but then you have like you know, you, then yeah, yeah, it was like they're, they're kind of punk pop, and then then they go into that really slowed down. That, like, like super, they're their most gothy of periods. Like, yeah, regardless of how they look, pornography but. and seventeen seconds, and yeah. you know, like the a forest, all that stuff. Then it completely changes with Love Cats right before this. I mean, the the band, like for the first like ten to twelve years of their existence, kind of makes absolutely they no did, sense. Yeah, well, but they also did very little wrong. Well, and did very little wrong. I agree with that too. And then, and then to button this up before we move on, like. Specific beyond the fact that you think that this is the quintessential hand clap song, like how does it work? I mean, like is are you too familiar with it to the point where you're like, okay, I don't even know if I could separate like the hand claps out as a part of the overall composition. Well, I think or that's the only percussion in it, really, isn't it? I know, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the major components of the song. Let me ask you this: if it came on the radio, would you turn the dial or would you turn it? I up? I would definitely turn it up. Okay, um, but. I, so you're not you're it's, not to brown eyed girl. Uh, I'm not to brown eyed girl first to that to that point yet. But it is like of all the Cure songs, I'm there and there are Cure songs where I probably changed the channel. Love Cats, like I'm not a big fan of. Um, let's go to bed, like, but just like heaven. Uh, no, like no, that no, no just that one's probably the most just, known. Just like heaven, actually. Yeah, like I, I even played Just Like Heaven and I still would turn it up every single time I heard it. So yeah. I, I don't know what it is. All right, well, let's move on. All right, what do you got, Ray? Uh, well, I claimed this as soon as you guys brought the concept to me. <laughs> and I th- always, well, okay, two things. Um, I was listening to this on the way over here and I've been listening to it for the last week. Um, but my Spotify went from this song to a Ramon song that's also called The Same Thing. And by the way, Still looking for a bad Ramon song. If you guys know of one, send it in to <laughs> message somebody at gmail.com. Is that oh, really what you want? There's, there's to a know. couple bad later But Ramon anyway, song. no, but the song, but immediately uh, I went to Nazareth, Hair of the Dog, which I always thought was called Son of a Bitch, because uh, that's the part you remember. Now you're messing with. But yeah, let's get into uh, Hair of the Dog by Nazareth.
that song. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I just looked up the lyrics. It's like literally like 30 words long. <laughs> like there's just I have no I mean, idea what it means, but it's just fun. Yeah. Talking jive, talking jivey, poison ivy. I'm gonna start well, saying it's that. It's like if ACDC like uh, came from Scotland instead, and didn't have also the catalog. Decided to do like ballads, also, which you pointed out rightly on the ACDC uh, show that we did that like they didn't they didn't do ballads. So like you know we kind of gave them props for that. Yeah, no, no, I believe Love Hurts is also on this record, which is also called. Yeah, that is the Nazareth. Yeah, Diddy which is a cover. Well. I think it, it I think is it, a cover. I think Red Hot Mama, Velvet Charmer. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's profound. It's we just can like, all agree on that, I right? Think what I want to do is just take like oblique segues from uh, from this Nazareth saga. They're just you know use them at the next time I'm at a fast food drive through. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I really have to say about this song in any way is that it, I find it incredibly impressive that there is cowbell from start to finish. Even in the solo, they commit to the cowbell. No, even in the solo, when they don't do the normal cowbell sound, they're playing on the inside of the cowbell, like the ding ding, like the like an alarm clock. Oh yeah, they're playing it, but it's lower in the mix. That's perceptible. But they're calling all the fans to the stage with the. It's like dinner. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but, um, <laughs> th- but those true. were the dudes that uh, that hung out like behind, like when I was in elementary school. That would like. Drive from high school with no like shirts, on, no shirt sleeves, and like, well, like, like they cut off. They'd have a short sleeve shirt, but they'd cut off the sleeves. Yeah, and, and they and they'd like pull the t tops off and like hang, like hide out and smoke joint, like pinner joints. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, be a whole lot cooler. If you but did. when you said at the top of the show, like cowbell, you know, it's typically associated with seventies music. Yeah, uh, totally. And it's typically when associated I, with this. When I think cowbell, I think sure. this song. I think don't fear the reaper. Of and, course, well, like, that's that that's been how cowbell has been hijacked by that SNL sketch. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but even preceding that, and I think um, Night Train by Guns N' Roses. Yeah, uh, those are the three oh, songs sure. that, and it's that it's that driving beat on the one and the three, and yeah. it's just it's well, and Guns N' Roses covered that song, also. And it's the first thing that comes up if you put it in the Spotify. You just you put it in Hair of the Dog. Guns N' Roses comes up first. I mean, come on, I was I was unaware of that, but yeah, they were big time into the cowbell in the in the eighties. I don't know. All right, that cowbell's working on commission so, in that song. A couple <laughs> things. Um, Nazareth is still a band. Uh, guess how many members of the original lineup are still in the band? One. Yes. Hey, uh, the bass player. What are you in? <laughs> of course, the <laughs> bass, bass player. backing vocals. Pete Agnew. 1968 through present. Yeah. All that the rest guy, of them are gone. That guy's keeping time was like 50 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, man knows his cowbell. Yeah. Other Wait. thing, uh, album art. Uh, what was the name of the Dio record we did, Shane? Um, uh, Holy Diver. Holy Diver. Looked like that guy was like in middle school <laughs> <laughs> and would later graduate to Holy Diver. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, I was thinking like... You know, Lord of the Bilbo Baggins on the Mordor. Oh, those are two different books, and I'm going to get <laughs> called on that, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, we can probably move on. I'm so confused. The, all right, Mark, your turn. What do you got for oh, us? Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, sure, Fantastic. let's do it. Well, uh, let me start off with something that uh, wasn't done in the 70s uh, and does feature cowbell, uh, and that's uh, MGMT's Your Life is a Lie. Here's the deal. Open your eyes, your life is a lie Don't say a word, I'll tell you why You're living a lie, your life is a lie 
Shit, Mark, what just happened there? A lot going on there. That like, was. Uh, I really like that video. That video was fun. fucking it's, awesome. It's inspired by Salvador Dali. <laughs> Perhaps. And yeah. some yeah. LSD. So, this was the second single off their third album, and uh, it was released as an instant download. It's an interesting single uh, to release. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And apparently, there was, I guess, there was some, uh, there was some question uh, over whether this was. So supposedly Actual directed, or, or, oh, uh, well, direct supposedly directed to their fans, like you know. I thought it was Fellini because uh, they had Finn at the end of it. Uh, oh, that just, that's it. Perhaps yeah. that's a thing, like a you know movie thing at the end. I know it. Fellini. Was I know a, he was did an it. Italian film director of the New Wave in the sixties. Yes, I'm well aware of that, but I mean, it, okay, never mind. Well, I I I do think that. I'm not sure if it was uh, a traditional cowbell that they used in that, but it is listed in one of those lists that you uh, mentioned as uh, as being a song with cowbell. So uh, it certainly sounds like a cowbell. It sounds like Wait, a cowbell. Why Why would they direct that toward their fans? Like, I'm well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Love cowbell. I, they, it because was, it was not directed toward their fans. Uh, just the lyric content of the video. I think some people thought that they were just trying to. To tell their fans that they were all ridiculous and they should grow up and listen to real music or something. I don't know what it was, but um, isn't all music supposed to be directed to fans? Well, not I clearly don't not all of it. Know that. Except for like, what was that guy Jandek uh, back in the day? Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> he didn't want to be. Found. I don't know that music is necessarily directed toward anybody. If you write, like, you want it to be received by fans. Not, not uh, surprising. Levant Van Weingarten explains that he wrote the song while tripping hard on acid by a fire. Okay, again, I mean yes, that's not surprising. That explains a lot of the content in the video. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, sketched it all out. <laughs> yeah, like, like, here's what we're gonna this do. This is as linear as we get. Okay, um, are we ready to move on? Let's move on to you, Kevin. Okay, so uh, for my first selection, uh, I this is one I unearthed from Handclap City. Uh, this is uh, which I'm gonna that'll be what I call my first record. This is uh, this is uh, the song "Stars and Suns" by Broken Social Scene. thing for me with regard to hand claps and that track is like 
So just Shane, like just like you were saying that the that the Cure track that you played is like the one that you think of first when it comes to to hand claps. I think of that song a lot in terms of like employing hand claps. But the funny thing is, and I haven't really thought about it until we were just sitting here watching the video, is like they don't really come in until that song is like two thirds over. Yeah, but the, so, they're like, really well placed. They are well placed. Yeah, like, they make you wait for it right a where they need to be. Yeah. So so some a little restraint, Nazareth. That's what restraint looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Kind of, well, it's kind there's of the one guy in the opposite. band that <laughs> might still remember that. Yeah, right. It's like everybody else just went out to lunch, and that guy's like all hopped up on like mid seventies coke. He's just keeping on, keeping on <laughs> coke that he got from the mid seventies and forgot to snort. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the guy in Nazareth in the mid seventies. Oh, Shane, Shane's doing air cowbell in here. <laughs> air bell. <laughs> yeah. He's just they're just. Keep the tape rolling. He's on a roll. Anyway, I I love that song a lot. And, That's a great song. And it's uh, fantastic and cool video. Yeah, like well, yeah, totally. And and um, number two hundred and seventy five on Pitchfork's top five hundred songs of the two thousands. That sounds about Way right. To go. Yeah. So you know whatever, but um, but yeah, I really like uh, that was what I discovered just uh, watching that all with you guys and listening to that track with. Not with necessarily fresh ears, but um, the fact that the that the hand claps don't really come in until the later half of the song. So, anyway, um, cool. So yeah, that was uh, that was broken social scene off of you forgot it and people. Next, we'll be uh, we'll go back to Shane and do another round. So I'm um, I wanted to um, so okay. Well, two things. Uh, one thing is that. I love the, the the spelling of the title of the song, and number two, I, I haven't been able to. We've we've discussed th- this record. Occasionally, it it'll pop up on the show, but I think that um, "Summer Teeth" by Wilco is a standout smash, goddamn stone cold classic. And oh, I, I totally agree. And I've been listening to it um, since I like this is one of the first. Songs that I thought of, um, and that is uh, nothing's ever gonna stand in my way again. And um, you're gonna want to slow that down a little bit. Uh, nothing's gonna stand in my way again, and that's the way that they have it titled. So um, I guess nothing is ever gonna stand in my way again. All right. Well, let's but that's just not the way they spell the title. Yeah. It's right. Am I right on this? It's just yeah, one I, long word. I think it needs to be yeah with no punctuation and. No spacing or anything. So yeah, so Wilco, nothing's ever gonna stand my way again.
That's a solid fucking song, man. That's oh, so great. Total solid fucking song. That the, the, whole record is that goddamn good. Dude. It My is. Hand claps are just kind of used as punctuation, though. Like I, I had to like listen for them. No, they are. They are. Yeah. Well, I mean, and nothing's ever gonna stand like that part. That's that's most of the time when I think of like songs with hand claps. That's the way I think of them. Like, um, <clears throat> like how I've had them used in songs that I've been involved in and stuff like that. I think of like, you know, in the chorus, like pop, pop, stuff like that. Um, yeah. No, I do. I do appreciate the fact that we're seeing hand claps uh, in particular and and uh, the cowbell, but mostly hand claps we're seeing used in a variety of different ways that are not like, at least for me, like not necessarily what was in not my head. Hitting you over the head uh, with, you know, like this is our, I, ex- you know, our ex- uh it's not a super bubblegum move, which it I tend to feels, think of bubblegum like. or Motown, like stuff from the '60s, and that's right. immediately where I went to, um, and that's why I was like trying to pull back, like, and think of three, like, so I have the song after this. It's definitely, it's definitely not, they're not accents, but yeah, but I mean, in a very like, you can hear like where it is in that song, like where it's just like right where you expect a hand clap to fall. As as an aside, uh, recorded here. At uh, Willie Nelson's studios in Spice World. This was? This, the whole Arnold? record. That whole record. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's true. Well, you so. know, he had recorded, like, or Uncle Tupelo at least recorded uh, Anodyne, that record that we did um, in Austin. Not there, like Cedar Creek, I think. But um, I think that that fucking record in general is... Well, we know we covered no depression, but anodyne. Is oh, anodyne. anodyne. We talked about anodyne. We talked about anodyne yeah. at length. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, I do. I um, that that record, um, Summer Teeth, has a really like. The funny thing is, is like later in the in the career arc of, of Wilco, it kind of gets played down a little it, bit by some as their pop record or whatever. And I think it's great. Well, like, I I, just, I think that it like it, it 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 has the unfortunate you know historical disadvantage of coming right before Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, right. which was such a experimental record. Number one and number two really made them because of all of that. Like well, that weird that controversy stuff, about all the controversy about them right. getting dropped and then them buying and then the record back by another like subsidiary of the same yeah. label. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and that in Yankee Hotel Foxtrot really took them to a different level because of that. And uh, after that, they're Wilco. So the stuff prior, and also like AM and being there. I mean, while there are high points to both those records. I think Summer Teeth is where they really started experimenting and it started solidifying, in my opinion. But yeah, anyway, no, I think so, so too. That song is a solid fucking song. It is, and a very intentional punctuation by hand clap. Yeah, yeah. All right, Ryan, you're next. What do you got? Well, I, you know, I was uh, searching around the dusty corners of my attic and, and found this. Do you mean your mind? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Found this <laughs> little, this little uh, <laughs> nugget that nobody's ever heard of before, but it's by a band called Outcast. It's called Hey Ya. Oh, God. Oh, so it looks like half the table, at least, is not as big a fan of this as me. But <laughs> I, didn't like I, I hate this song so well, much. Yeah. I mean, we were going <laughs> to come up with at least one song tonight. <laughs> I guess but somebody yeah. would actually I don't hate, hate this song, oh. but... I hate it enough for both of us, <laughs> but <laughs> but okay, let's go, let's let's run it. One, two, three, uh. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so, and this I know for sure. Uh. But does she really wanna? But can't stand to see me walk out. 
song so much that it occurred to me as we were watching slash listening to that. It might be the cheese of our musical relationship. Like, I love cheese and Kevin hates it. I'm not I'm not big on it. But yeah, well, I'd, so the way that I came upon my hatred of that song was when it was when it broke big it everywhere. Broke really it broke big. it broke really big and at the time um my best buddy was running a bar down on 6th Street and so when he would if he would work, if he got off work, the way that they would drive people out of that bar Talk was to happy. take that song would be to take that song and play it as loud as possible and I was like it's a popular song. Maybe you shouldn't play it as loud. Yeah, but that, but like that, literally, my introduction to that song was like was a sonic assault designed to drive people away into the streets. And then, and I don't know if that was around the time, Mark, that we came overseas for your wedding. But it was like I was like I had like a day in London, and then after, uh, it had to be. And so, and I was like, well, surely I can get away from that song if I travel to it another was continent. It for a while. No, it was every, yeah, it well, was it, it was. It was the yeah, Macarena was, was of that, that year. It was, and so, and every, it was played everywhere in London, too, and so, it's anyway. It's a much better song than Macarena, but it is a novelty song, and novelty songs get old real quick, in my book. Anyway, I don't yeah. hate that song, but, I mean, I didn't hate it, but, like. Dude, I loved that song so much. It was played on like five different stations, uh, commercial radio stations in Austin, and I would literally just scan the dial to see who was playing it right then <laughs> at that moment. So and I the answer was everyone. Everybody everyone was, was yeah. playing it. Oh, including like the the local like alternative country rock country station. stations. Yeah. Uh, and like you know when Andre, so it's Andre three thousand. Basically, it's a double album, and it's like his half of the album, um, the Love Below. Um, it's out. Uh, outcast. I don't know. Speaker box and love yeah, below. Speaker box and love below. Big boy had uh, speaker box, um, but he was listening to like the Ramones, the Buzzcocks, the Hives, and the Smiths. Hey, we got the Smiths in there finally. Um, hmm. But <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> but anyway, to me, like I think that song's fucking inspired. Critics loved it. It's a clever song. It's, it's it just gets though. old real quick. It's yeah. the, it has the shelf life of yogurt. I mean, like after. I mean, it's fine. Like, I I don't care one way or the other. I like that. For a long time, I was like, God damn, get this fucking song out of my ears. You yeah. know, it's sort of like in the sense that, like, yeah, it's a much better song than the Macarena. But after a couple of months, I had the same feeling as I felt when I heard the Macarena. And that might be the most annoying song, like popular song of my lifetime. I did enjoy the video more than I enjoy the song, which is a pretty low bar, admittedly, to begin with. But... uh but anyway, yeah. So, um, thank you, Ryan, for sharing that. Yeah, one. Dude, no, I yeah. Think, I, I was, think it's a, and, and if it's you a want, more solid thing. If you, you want to really yeah. amuse yourself, and I guess I, I'm having a hard time finding it right now, but on the Wikipedia page, there's a very, very um, precise breakdown of the song uh, musically, uh, using very precise verbiage. Oh yeah, uh, song in G major, each cadential six measure phrase is constructed. Constructed using a change of meter on the fourth measure and uses a one four five six chord progression G major and C just major. Anyway, just yada, hear the podcast yada, shutting yada. down. Somebody really but likes that song. Somebody really likes that song so much that they deconstructed it very, very much. But anyway, Mark, I believe you are next. Mercifully, take <laughs> us away, Mark. Well, I don't know. Um, so I I can't escape the seventies if I'm going to talk about cowbell and um, uh, this. Uh, 
I can't really say I love this song, but uh, it's uh, Lowrider by War. singing uh, what uh, has been referred to as the Chicano National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. That's so <laughs> wrong. I love, I don't. Well, aren't they, they were well, an African-American. They were an African-American funk band. Yeah. Um, not always funk, but um, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess that horn part is, is kind of in the Latino no, no, tradition. No, no, but that, but that, the percussion in that song um, with the cowbells and the, and the clave, um, that's definitely... Um, Chicano, and um, made me think for a second. Well, wait a minute. Where did the fucking cowbell come from in the seventies? Cows? <laughs> no, actually, there's uh, like a <laughs> copper forge, Kevin. That's my favorite <laughs> moment of this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's shade. That's sorry. true. That's Go ahead. That's where they probably initially right. found them. Right. Um. Oh yes, there was a copper forge. Yes. Are you? Oh, for, first someone found it in a field. You know, yeah, we and should, then we should, we should <laughs> smelted it. You had a point at some point. Yeah. My, I'm, um, so, I'm I was sorry. thinking about yeah, bands like L.A. bands like Santana um, that became part of the classic rock lexicon and that were using, you know, Hispanic Chicano percussion. Um, maybe it came up from that, you know, like well, no, like if you didn't there has to be a starting point. Nobody was saying like, you know what I want to use today, like a giant cowbell. Cowbell. Yeah. You know, I think producers probably heard it like in stuff like War or Santana and then pulled it. I know this sounds like it's just well, it's like another tool in your chest. Yeah, but I was wondering, your bag. like I had been wondering where it came from, like why all of a sudden we have this period of time in the 70s where just cowbell was just like cowbell was shit. predominant. Yeah, I, I would I would bet that it coincides with the rise of Santana stuff like that. I will Could say be. that the budget on that video was probably not a lot. No, like, probably about the cost of a few cowbells and a couple. I do, of I do love like I do placards. I do love that video. That is the best Me video we've seen too, all night. Man, that is well, and you don't see a whole lot of those like uh, cars that jump up and down. Like you mean low, low, low riders? Yeah. Low riders, yeah, <laughs> low riders. Like, like that was a thing. Yeah. Just it's like a, some guy sitting in traffic. Point, you know, hey, where you'd like you know news. drive your car down the street and like it would do hydraulic it's, things. It's still around. It's still there. Okay, well, not in my neighborhood, but yeah. uh, that's okay. all right. I'm just amazed uh, looking at the Wikipedia entry for this song. Like, the n- number of samples from it, the number of references in popular <laughs> culture. I mean, this is this is a prolific song. No, it's kind of a touch point. I'm not surprised. Yeah. My favorite part of, uh, well, I love everything about that video, but at the end of it, it, it 
it has like the credits to it, and at the bottom of it, it says promo only. <laughs> and like, isn't that what every video is? Right. Like, you're gonna like uh, <laughs> bootleg like, them and sell them out on the street. Take this home with you. I don't know. I liked it when the guy <laughs> was driving and he and he held out the sign that said "Too Fine." And too Fine, right in the middle of it. Yeah, it's just like says "Too Fine." And then also, like, then he decided to, like, stop singing just for a second with a big, like, shit-eating grin on his face. There's a lots to love well, in that like video. That video is amazing. Of, like, pimp culture plus, like, street culture. Like, I don't know. Lots to love there. It's, re- yeah. it's really great. Yeah, find the video. Kevin, uh, what you got? Okay, so we're going, I'm, this, is, this is my, this is another cowbell song. This is a very different use of cowbell song. This is a track by a band called The Rapture called House of Jealous Lovers. Shock you to know that that song was produced by James Murphy. That is, that is the least shocking, shocking thing I've yes. ever heard. Yep. Like, <laughs> that also might explain the the cowbell things. I, I tried to like send in uh, uh, Daft Punk is playing at my house, and Mark's like, "You've already brought that. You up have on the already show. brought that up." Yeah. And I love I that song too. And I was not here for that episode, but um, but yeah, no, he um, and I think he had to kind of talk the band into letting him. Uh, work on that track and they thought that a dance song would alienate their um, fans but that's what that is like that is clearly a dance song it is a dance song and yeah and then somebody um, somebody from Stylus Magazine which I do not know described the track this is this is a great quote described the track as all four band members quote playing their instruments as if they were leads and continued that nobody's been able to pull that off so well since Joy Division. I don't know if that's true, but at the very least, like it's a they're they're all kind of leaning into it. I I, I feel like I've heard that song before, but I know I've heard you've definitely heard it before. Like yeah, but I know that I've heard bands that sound like that before with a bunch of people like dancing angularly uh, <laughs> while <laughs> while watching said band. <laughs> that's all you can do. Like it's got a, a Dieter esque quality to it. I tell you, like, yeah, I don't know if there is in there if, if that is some L- some early LCD sound system that gets injected into that song, or if it is the other way around. But I re- like the first time I heard that through, I was like, that sounds exactly like an LCD sound yeah, system. Really track. Like, You're not wrong. Yeah. Anyway, but cowbell and hand claps. Yeah, both. Yeah, I thought both I was going to be the only one that would have yeah, bring both of them. Yeah, that should be our lead-in to it's a new theme song. Yeah, all right. So, uh, so that is that's the second round. We got one more round of these, and um, Shane, you want to get us started? Sure, I'm gonna do another um, hand clap song, but this is actually um, this is just all kinds of weird percussion. Um, there are there are literal uh, plastic ice chests 
being banged on, um, a lot of stomping, all kinds of stuff in this. But um, this, to me, I thought when I was thinking like the cure close to me, I was like, that is, that's the hand claps to me. And then I was later, I thought about it right after I had texted Mark, and I was like, no. Cecilia is the fucking like hand clap song. I thought about oh, that one too. That's another good one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just all kinds of fucking weird percussion. But that's literally they were banging a lot a lot of what they were banging on were like igloo tubs. Like well, now well, like in a drum circle at a you know hippie well, wave. It was apparently the story goes well, we'll talk about it after the song. Anyway, let's Mark, let's play that. Simon and Garfunkel, uh Cecilia. Kevin, do you want to read the, yeah, the so, story? Yes, it's crazy. So the way that that, that song, this was the third single off the Bridge Over Troubled Water record that came out in 1970. But apparently the origin of it were lied in a late night party in which the Simon and Garfunkel and friends began banging on a piano bench, of course. And they recorded the song with a tape recorder employing reverb and matching the rhythm created by the machine. And then I guess Paul Simon later wrote the song guitar line and then uh, wrapped this uh, narrative about the subject of an untrustworthy lover around it. Uh, The song's title refers to St. Cecilia, patron saint of music in the Catholic tradition. So, yeah, just, you know, as one does. Yeah. They were, um, I don't know if they recorded the, or the actual recording of the song, but I know that the night that it happened, it was in um, George Harrison's brother had an apartment in New York, and that's when that was going on. But what I was led to believe is that they eventually, when they recorded it, it wasn't like a regular recording session, like in a studio. It was in that apartment or in somebody's apartment, packed with people. Could it, very well have been. I mean, it, like the, it sounds it like sounds maybe like if you read between the lines of it this. It feels like it's packed with people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... And then Mark made the, if you look at the Bridge Over Troubled Water cover art, and then you put your hand over uh, Paul Simon's face, it looks like his hairline is a massive mustache. Fabulous Garfunkel mustache. It it looks like Art Garfunkel wearing David Crosby's mustache. David Crosby, I was going to say, circa 1968, but... But probably still now. But now, he still has the same damn mustache. Yeah, Yeah. it is a a thing of epic beauty. And a fine hand clap song, Shane. Yeah, definitely. Ryan, what you got? Uh, so if uh, I said the name Steeler's Wheel to you, would it bring up any song titles? Is that your trucker name? Like, uh, what are you? It would bring up only one <laughs> song title. Right. Okay. Well, we're going with that one. Yeah. Stuck um, in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle with you. Steeler's Wheel. Let's get into it. 
point out that uh, both clowns and jokers make an appearance in that video. That's true, and a, and a lots of spaghetti. A lot of spaghetti. I didn't look to see who was on the left and who was on the right. I did. I actually did. I was wanted to make accurate? sure there was the clown to the left. Yes. Yeah, stands yeah. to reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it took me 20 goddamn years. I love that song. I do, too. Me, too. For, for, it's, again, it's the AM gold in me from the 70s. Um, I always had it. I always kind of thought, I always felt like that was a Jerry Rafferty song without the saxophone. It is. Like I always thought it was yeah. a George Harrison song for some reason. It, Jerry Rafferty was one of the two principals in that band. Was he? Yes. Well, uh, then that this, stands to reason. This record came out. I actually thought it was Bob Dylan when I first heard it, like really many, many years ago, because his voice kind of sounds like that. I don't. I don't know that it's Jerry Rafferty that sings that one, but there were two guys in the band that were like the main guys, and then they had like another three or four, and then everybody kept dropping out, including Jerry Rafferty. Then he came back later, but this was on their debut record. And it was like a giant smash, uh, but for some reason, like those guys weren't getting along. He left. It's like back. that Loggins and Mazina style <laughs> stuff, like kind of just a little Bob Dylan-y. Like um, that goofy ass video has ninety-seven million views. Ninety-seven right million. Surprised. But I will say this: like that's because there is a generation that's come up since the fucking. Scene in Reservoir Dogs where he cuts well, the dude's yeah, ear so, off. Yeah, that song got like a, a second life to it at, when Reservoir Dogs came off, uh, came out, and uh, it was like the thing that is playing when they cut the guy's ear off. So you know Shane's you know gonna have to leave a little early tonight. So he was like, you know, do we have, we all know this song, and I was like, well, let's get to the point where there's cowbell in it, and so like there's hand claps all going on, and then it breaks down to the bridge, and it's just like. Kunk, kunk, kunk. It's yeah. <laughs> like Cowbell just throws the door open and walks into the middle of yeah. the song. <laughs> Here I am, as it were. Stuck in the middle with It sounds right. like, yeah, it's like, like quadruple track Cowbell, like boom. <laughs> no, I, 808. Yeah. I, I so enjoy that song. Okay, Mark, what do you got? All right. Well, I'm not going to announce the name of the song, but I'm going to make two comments. One, I'm glad I'm not last. And two, I'm sorry. Here's a who? What the Bootsy Collins? I, li- I like What's that. What's not to love about that song? <laughs> I'm sorry. But I like no, your. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry. Be- well, maybe maybe the maybe the apology was for myself because that song will be stuck in my head for a week at least. Dude, nothing wrong about that, man. Like, uh, and I was surprised at myself when this that song came out. I was like, this is not what I normally listen to. This is not indie rock, uh, but I love it so much. No, that's great, and that's another song where the cowbell just decides to like come on in. Yeah. It's happening right in the middle of the show, yeah, and like yeah, take it over. 
Well, yeah. and not That's not throughout. Oh, I did LSD in high school. Listened to that song several times <laughs> with gay men. Dude, like I love, and that video <laughs> is just like super over the top, fabulous. It's amazing. Fabulous. I didn't turn out gay. I love it so much. Yeah, I used to hang out with this guy Edison. Anyway, it's a long story, but um, the, I just it's not a long story. It would just take a while to tell you about all, all the times I listened to that song while Edison. Uh, I bought this record. Uh, and listen to it many times. That's the only um, delight song I've ever heard. I what think. is love is also an excellent song. That's not delight. Yes. It, what is love? Oh, I thought you were talking about <laughs> what is love. Not that song. Don't hurt me. Yeah, that song sucks. God. <laughs> no more. <laughs> Just does that have uh. cowbell in it? <laughs> no, but it has head bopping from Will Ferrell and is that Hathaway? Chris Kattan. All right, Kevin. Anyway, anyway take us okay. out. All right, oh, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna close this down. So, so this is a hand clap track. Say that ten times fast. And uh, and I I don't. I'll preface this by saying I'm not totally sure where I fall in this song, except that the that the title of this track was so uh, Morrissey esque that I had to that I had to include it for Shane's return. This is uh, clever girls like clever boys much more than clever boys like clever girls. That's more CS. She wrote to the base and runs a little bit late when she just works for the state. You see the clever girls look for the clever boys. And then the clever boys seem to have a different choice. They want a good little chick that likes to blow them away. So when the laughs are all good, run everything I'm tempted to call it Pele, but I don't think that's what his name is pronounced. Pell or Pele Carlberg? Uh, Pretty he's, sure it's not Pell. He's, he's a Swede. He, he should. He should. Carlberg like may be this most Swedish name on the planet, but that's true. It's certainly one, one of them. away from a beer. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that that song is, we're all very helpful. That <laughs> that song is lousy <laughs> with hand claps. It's got hand claps everywhere. That's a good song. It's a it's a fun it's a fun little ditty, uh, and it is very it is. The complexity of that title is very uh, Morrissey-esque. So. I, I like that. I, I'm like, there's something that's very fey about it, but well, also very like. Well, and everybody clever. wasn't. Kevin was going like, "Wait, what is that? That reminds me of." And, and uh, Mark's like, "Bell and Sebastian." And I'm like, "Yep, that's it." The voice is Bell and but Sebastian. Mar- but yeah. Shane was right too. There's definitely some Sandra Lurke yeah. in there. Like, yeah, there is. And I mean, I would, I would even say that the guitar, a, a little Johnny Marr. Yeah, sure. It's it's a nice little little twee pop song. Yeah, it's definitely a little little twee and a little pop. little nice melody too. That chorus melody is really nice. Yeah. yeah so so anyway, we're yeah we're it's a we're nice soft landing for this show. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and and elegant, maybe not elegant. Anyway, the the uh, that is the hand claps and cowbell show, 
We had some hand claps. We had some cowbells. We had sometimes hand claps and cowbells. And cowbells. No, I feel like I have a little bit more perspective on either, and I didn't think I was going to get that today. And we heard some of the classics. When you guys, so suggested, you guys it, suggested it, I was like, like, how much is there to mine a lot? That? Well, turns out, yeah, yeah. Well, more well. than I thought. Uh, Shane, you've got next week? I do, but you guys are going to have to give me a second. I, I have I have a list of stuff, but uh, off the top of my head, like well, it's okay. We can we can it can be a surprise, or yeah. you can yeah. No, for the gonna, audience. I'll, I'll let you guys know in the next day or so. We're going to um, fax it to the listeners. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Sure, or they can. So if you'll send your your fax machine number to message somebody, self addressed stamped envelope, <laughs> or we can send it to your beeper if you'll send your beeper number. Yeah, just yes. call call me back. Uh, I'm going to be at a payphone. Right. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. 1983. Okay. Until next go round. I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Shane. I'm Mark. This is somebody likes it. Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>